You're an early stage founder of a neo bank. You get a Slack message, SVB, one of the top 20 biggest banks in the world, is taking a huge hit in their share price and you should expect a massive inflow of new customers. I don't think me or my team slept for days. It was a rise to the occasion moment. That's Don, the founder of Neobank Arc. They've raised $181 million from some of the best VCs in the world. They'd only been around for a couple years before the SVB collapse happened and they just got overrun with new customers. We called an emergency all hands for the next morning and rallied the troops. Anyone who's not shipping code to develop the exact features that our customers are demanding as this market evolved in real time, they joined the customer success team, the onboarding team, our office manager to our head of town to our SDRs, they joined the, the onboarding team. And then we managed the rest really async over Slack, constant communication. The level of cross-functional collaboration that I witnessed, that our team experienced over that, call it three, four day period in particular, was just, was really remarkable. My biggest takeaway in this episode was the power of unity and cross-collaboration. How do you keep that when you're not just in a crisis? It's a great episode, boom. Welcome to Sit Down Startup Founder Podcast. We interview the best founders in the world and ask them what they did in the early days, right before that hockey stick growth moment. I'm your host, Adam O'Donnell, a former founder. I live here in San Francisco and I now work for Zendesk for Startups. Zendesk is a customer support platform and we offer six months free to qualified product-oriented startups. Two partner shout outs. First, Exec, an all-in-one benefits platform to empower the modern leader. They have exclusive travel and lifestyle deals. Check them out. Second, Sprinto. They're a top-rated security and compliance automation platform. Thank you for doing this, Don. I'm super excited to have you on Sit Down Startup Founder Podcast. You have built an incredible business with Arc. Uh, don't want to go under the hood, but first, just like give us a high-level overview of anything you can share around how much money you've raised how many employees you have just to get everyone a perspective. Sure thing. And pleasure to be here. Thanks for, uh, for including me in this awesome podcast. Um, by way of introduction, my name is Don. I'm the CEO and founder of ARC. Uh, we are a digital bank for the tech community. Um, we started the company uh, out of uh, Stanford Business School in my second year uh, at the GSB alongside two classmates, uh, my two co-founders now, Nick and Raven. Uh, in April of 21. Uh, so started out as a lean team of three. Uh, since that time, uh, we've added 40 plus employees. We're approaching 50 uh, this year with offices in San Francisco and New York. Uh, we are doing hundreds of millions of volume on both the funding and banking side. We can get into what exactly that means. Um, and we have thousands of companies on the platform uh, that are working with ARC to uh, avoid unnecessary dilution, safeguard their cash, and optimize uh, their yield through a, a, an array of financial products. I love it. Well, I mean, could you give me the the quick, for any founder that's like, okay, how do I put you next to the the options out there, like a Brex, a Jeeves, um, or or any other just traditional bank, as, like what SCB was and, and is? Like, could you just give us like a quick slot so we can put it in our brains properly? Sure thing. ARC is the first full service digital bank purpose built for Silicon Valley. Um, I like to say that ARC is uh, combining the white glove customer service uh, and verticalized approach of a First Republic bank with the safety and protection of a too big to fail bank like Goldman Sachs. And then most importantly, uh, with the UI and UX of a modern day SaaS platform that startup founders and their CFO suite uh, has come to expect and, and quite frankly deserves. That is interesting. 
so you you get the the technology that we're all that we all expect with that that also that like white glove frb kind of experience plus the safety that the safety one i know is really big i, I think that, like let's just go right into it like what was it like back earlier this year when scb on that thursday friday collapsed like what your world must have been crazy in that but i'm just like cu- curious if you could take us into some stories that you had the most intense 72 hours of my professional career uh, to say the least uh for the prior two years, we'd been building out this banking product, starting out in a zero rate environment and talking about the value proposition of a software bank, uh, a bank that makes it easier to access offline banks and diversify cash across multiple bank partners. It largely fell on on deaf ears. We saw a lot of growth uh, as digital adoption increased, but nothing compared to Q1, uh, March 8th, uh, March 8th through March 15th, of this year when for the first time startup banking became the headline of every major uh, news publication it was wednesday night uh, march 8th when svb announced that it would be raising a 2.25 billion dollars of equity to bridge a gap associated with the fire sale of its of its long-term bond portfolio they bought some uh, long-dated bonds i'm sure you know uh, and in the rising rate environment, uh, they needed to to sell uh, to sell their portfolio at a loss, causing a 1.8 billion dollar uh, loss. And so that resulted in in some panic, and SVB star- stock started to collapse in the aftermarket Wednesday night. We called an emergency all hands for the next morning and rallied the troops. Uh, we knew that there was going to be major deposit outflows. Uh, the market was panicked, and by Thursday morning, I was receiving a deluge of tech slack messages phone calls whatsapp messages from founders who are who are panicked um not only were they operating in a challenging fundraising environment the depressed uh, tech environment where it's harder to make sales it's harder to grow revenue they don't know where their next funding round is going to occur where it's going to come from now they have to worry about their existing cash that's now even more precious in this environment potentially being lost evaporating only because they banked with one of the top 20 largest banks in the US. So to no fault of their own, they now have this, this new problem, which they had never thought about, which is now surfaced as the number one, uh, the number one issue facing their business. And so there was sheer panic in, in Silicon Valley and, and more broadly throughout the, the tech ecosystem. And so me and my team, we faced a wave of inbound messages from founders. And within, and kudos to the team, within hours. So by early early morning on Thursday, we had spun up marketing collateral, streamlined our onboarding service. So we could spin up FDIC churn accounts for these startups within 10 minutes and help them get cash out of Silicon Valley Bank, which is what their their boards and, and VCs were telling them to do, get cash out of out of SVB and diversify with ARC and ensure that they could safeguard those deposits and make payroll the following week. Oh my gosh, man. I know that people have heard this story, but I just don't get old of just like the the speed that you acted on. That's unbelievable. What was the first time that you heard of it? Yeah. So Wednesday night, I uh, received a Slack message from uh, my head of West Coast sales in San Francisco. And it was a screenshot of SVB's aftermarket stock price. And then and then he shared um, he shared uh, the, the 8K as well. And the message was a call to action. The number one bang for Silicon Valley is 
is going down. They'll experience more deposit outflows in the next few months, is what he said, than they've experienced in the last 40 years combined. We didn't expect it to happen overnight, to happen to the extent that it did. No, no one really did. But by Thursday morning, that became obvious. My phone was ringing off the hook all day from 6 a.m. PST through you know, three days later, really, I was still getting these frantic uh, phone calls from founders. And one anecdote in particular, um, you have deposits on the one hand, so getting cash out, spinning up FDIC-insured accounts, ARC could do it faster than anyone else in the market. And that's really a testament to our team. Uh, but a new problem also emerged for the companies uh, by end of day Thursday, uh, when outbound wires uh, were being shut off by, by SVB, uh, a lot of companies didn't get their cash out in time. And so come, come Thursday night, uh, you have founders who don't know if they're going to be able to make payroll with 100% of their cash frozen uh, in, their, in their primary bank. And uh, they had this new problem. How am I going to pay my team on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week? Well, fortunately, ARC's only product is in banking. We also have instant access to capital. Uh, we've built out this suite of credit products, and ARC is the only digital bank in the market that has an embedded financing arm. And so we had founders coming to us saying, hey, I need a million dollars today, or I'm not gonna be able to make payroll. All of my cash is tied up with SVB. And we answered the call. Uh, we would wire them money same day and allow them to sleep, you know, rest their head at night and, and get some sleep, knowing that at a minimum, they could meet their next two-week payroll. What an amazing thing. I mean, just coming in and helping them in the most vulnerable time, something that we just never had to question banking in, in recent history, at like something like this happening to a top you know, US bank. So I, I'm curious, just like you personally, from that founder perspective, like where were you riding on say like a Thursday, Friday, just emotionally? I don't think me or my team slept for days. So uh, it, was, it was a rise to the occasion uh, moment for the team. Uh, it was all hands on deck. Anyone who wasn't shipping code, uh, spinning up new features that customers were looking for, like $5 million of FDIC insurance, that's a product we pulled forward by about six months and offered within, within hours of the bank crisis happening. So anyone who's not shipping code to develop the exact features that our customers were demanding as this market evolved in real time, they joined the customer success team, the onboarding team, just to deal with the influx of hundreds of new startups who are leaving these regional banks to diversify their cash across our network of bank partners and protect their funds, ensuring that they could make payroll and continue to operate their business. Mm. To, to your point, this is the last thing a startup founder should have to think about, the protection of their cash. There's so many other problems that keep up founders and operators of tech startups up at night. Um, finance and, and, and who you bank with shouldn't be one of them. Uh, I'm just fortunate that we were in a position where we could help so many companies at a time of need. A hundred percent. What I'm curious about is like almost a case study of how you how you all operated during, say, that seven day period from the Wednesday before the official collapse to like the Wednesday after. Like, what can we learn from that as founders? Because it sounds like you executed just flawlessly. I'm sure there's some issues, but like maybe first thing is like, what was your median meeting meeting cadence like within the team? Like on say like a Thursday morning, what, were people in meetings all the time, or were they just kind of working in Slack? The, the, team, the team went into overdrive. We had the uh, emergency all-hands meeting Thursday morning to okay. kick off the team, set up new, set up effectively new JDs for every member of the team outside of, 
outside of engineering. Within the engineering team, there's a complete reprioritization. I mean, we're working on product features that are shipping six, 12 months out. All of that was put in the back burner and we focused on the immediate term feature set that's required um, pertaining to safety of deposits, rapid onboarding, getting, getting companies set up with FDIC-backed accounts faster. That's on the engineering side. Meanwhile, everyone from our office manager to our head of talent uh, to our SDRs, they joined the, the onboarding team just to deal with the, the influx of demand. Um, and then we managed the rest really uh, async over Slack, uh, just constant communication. Uh, the level of cross-functional collaboration that I witnessed, that our team experienced over that, call it three, four-day period in particular, was just constant barrage of, of inbound, uh, inbound customers was really remarkable. And it's something that we want to carry with us uh, beyond you know, this, this episodic black swan event. Um, the team leveled up, the, the business grew, you know, we're on track to, to 10X plus uh, this year. The momentum hasn't really slowed since, since March of, of 2023, um, but the team really rose to the occasion and uh, came together and worked cross-functionally in a way that I hadn't really seen before at any point in my professional career. The, the cross-functional piece is what I wanted to dive. I want to dive into more because it sounds is that the biggest difference between a normal, just like everything's fine kind of operation and emergency, or or even just in the way that a lot of startups op operate. But like, how can you keep that cross-functional collaboration unity moving forward? And maybe some things you're doing now. The defining attribute uh, that I look for when hiring new architects onto the team uh, is this entrepreneurial trait. Mm -hmm. I look for individuals who have that hustle, that grit, and typically that zero to one experience. Many of my senior engineers founded and exited their own tech companies before joining Arc. And so the engineers would talk directly to customer success, to SDRs, to the, you know, the head of talent that joined the onboarding team. And if there was an issue onboarding a customer, it would be resolved almost instantly within, within minutes, we'd have engineers plugged in directly with sales, get on the phone with the customer and ensure that the onboarding experience was seamless. We were spinning up new products. That insight came directly from these conversations and these inbound emails from customers saying, hey, how can I max out FDIC coverage? How can I diversify my cash today across multiple banks, not just one? We spun up the, that feature set within, within hours and in days of SVB's collapse. And that was purely driven by live market feedback communicated to the business team and then shared directly in real time with the engineering team to reprioritize uh, the engineering roadmap. It was, it was really a, 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 an incredible, an incredible experience for us. And, and like I said, uh, the momentum has continued and the team's the level of cross-functional collaboration um, at ARC is now a key defining attribute of our business and a differentiator relative to you know, other companies that I've, I've worked for in the past. Absolutely. It's just like when people are united, you're just unstoppable. I'm bonded by a bonded by a shared mission, right? A common purpose. Like we started mm -hmm. this company to help startups grow. That is, that was, that is, that was, and continues to be the North star for arc that came to life for the first time in a really meaningful way when the startup banking ecosystem was in free fall and the entire team had this aha moment oh, this is the value prop. We are here to help startups not only grow, but in this case, survive. I mean, they're not only helping the founders 
but you're helping all the employees and their families. And it goes back to even this, the country would have been massively impacted if this had just fallen out and no one had came in. And of course the government helping as well, but this is amazing. What's a, what's a um, backlash that's happened from that really intense seven day period where there decisions that were made in haste that you kind of had to go back on or any kind of sharing on that would be great. Yeah. So when you build things, you know, too quickly, sometimes you can create some tech debt. We've since gone through and just re- rebuilt the entire product from the ground up the right way, but with infinitely more insight from the customer. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the advantage now of knowing exactly what the customers want, uh, what the what the startup community needs in their bank partner. They need, and like I said at the beginning, it's frictionless user experience. It's the safety, the security of too big to fail bank rails. Um, and finally, it's the white glove personalization that you got with your community bank. So we have dedicated relationship managers who came over from Silicon Valley Bank startup banking team and now working with customers, the same founders directly with Arc, but now with a true digitally native product experience and multiple bank partners to diversify cash and maximize yield. You mentioned how close you were able to, or you were able to decrease that loop from the customer during that like SVB time. What, what do you, how are you continuing that now? Cause it sounds like that's, that is the thread that's, that's making this work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we, we like to ship quickly and test new features live in market with customers and then iterate on that product. And then we'll double down and we'll double down based on that market feedback. And now that's core to our DNA. And so uh, some of the changes we made really simple. I mean, we have a Slack channel called customer feedback. And when we see something both negative or positive from customers, we'll share it immediately. The engineering team has visibility to that channel. They're responding to threads or iterating between revenue and, and engineering and product and design and how we can improve a feature or remove one altogether to respond to uh, the top the top priorities of our customers. And so now the goal is to is to really uh, reduce that that feedback loop and ensure that we're responding directly to the needs of the customers, which by the way, continues to evolve at a very rapid clip, even now, you know, six months later almost, um, reduce that feedback loop and ensure that we can ship features and test new features within days, certainly within weeks, uh, when we receive uh, sufficient uh, feedback from our customers that's shared by the revenue team directly with the product and engineering teams. That's amazing. Is there anything you're doing like uniquely around that? I, I'm, I'm only asking because like if I'm a founder using Arc right now and I have an issue, like is it still just you know filling out a form or doing a chat icon that kind of thing, or is there anything else? If you have a relationship manager, is it like sending them the email or anything else you can share on getting that to the engineer? Definitely. So uh, dedicated relationship managers for our accounts. These startups who are now banking with Arc and came over from their community bank, uh, SVB, FRB, PacWest, they they became very close with their, their RMs. I mean, these banks were the bedrock of Silicon Valley and many of the, the most durable uh, technology brands that you and I are familiar with, they were built on the backs of some of these, these regional banks. Uh, we want to provide that same level of personalization and customer service and ensure that we're building and shipping the right features for that customer set. And so dedicated RMs, dedicated Slack connect channels, right? And so our customers have the, have the option to have a a Slack connect channel and they can chat with us real time. And we're answering 24, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, we're responding to our customers, ensuring that they know if they need us, we'll be there for them. Uh, that feedback is shared 
in real time with our engineering and product team. And we'll reprioritize our future roadmap on a weekly basis based on the feedback from our customers, what we're hearing in the market. I'm just being completely honest, like a lot of CEOs say these things, but sure. the the way that you know it's actually true is by like what customers are actually saying and, and people in the market. And just offline, I, I just talked to someone, uh, a founder of a company who verified all these things that Don was saying around, where around I was talking about the idea that ARC really came and filled in the gap that Silicon Valley had, that SGB had when they went out. But ARC, he, he stopped me and said, ARC didn't just fill in the gap, like they came and added value. And I was like, that's good. So I, I, I know you're, I believe you when you say all these things are actually happening, of course, but just thank it's, you for sharing that. No, it's really great to hear. I mean, I'll give you one, one anecdote uh, or one, one small example. Uh, just two weeks ago, we had our, our full revenue team come from all over the country to the San Francisco headquarters. We invited the full engineering team and we had a multi-hour session between engineering product and revenue to share feedback directly with the engineering and product team and have discussions around the prioritization of our Q3 and Q4 product roadmap. And we, we, we went through and we, we stack ranked all of the features that have been requested and had discussion with our top engine, with our engineering leadership around which features we can prioritize, which we can ship the fastest and which is highest priority with our customers uh, and our, and our ICP. Uh, and that is, that's how we set our our future roadmap. That's what we're building real time. And there were meaningful changes coming out of that meeting that we're now prioritizing uh, in the month of August and September. I love it. It's that cross collaboration. That's, that is the takeaway from this podcast is like when we're all unified around something bigger than ourselves, it's not about trying to get the promotion. If you're in the team or like trying to be right, it's about what's best for the founder. And that's, that's what I hear loud and clear here. And I'm just, it's, it's an honor to talk to you about this. No, I, I appreciate it. Look, it's, it, it really is just a, a byproduct of, of the team at ARC. We have very product-minded engineers and designers. That makes it really easy to collaborate um, and have, have honest discussions around what should be prioritized and when. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and we iterate and, and, we, and we argue and you know, we, we hash it out and we figure out what's best, what we can ship the fastest and get to market the soonest while meeting the needs of our, of our customers and addressing the largest um, the largest base of highest priority feedback uh, from, that we're hearing from our customers in the market. Mm. Don, this is amazing. The last question is, what is your superpower as a founder? Sure. Um, I'm a very execution-driven operator. Um, I believe that there are such things as really smart people and, and really good ideas, but ultimately what uh, sets you up for success is putting your head down, working hard, and executing. You can have the best idea in the world, but without grit, perseverance, and just pure execution, you're never going to succeed. Um, And so in our case, that's one of the key elements we look for. I talked about this entrepreneurial trait I look for in all of the the new hires at ARC. That's core to our DNA. And that's that's core to myself and my two co-founders, Nick and Raven. Mm. Don, thank you so much. Well, um, this has been amazing. Thanks for your time. No, it's a pleasure to be here and excited to be partner with partners with uh, Zendesk as well. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. If you want to learn more about Zendesk for startups, check out our website, zendesk.com slash startups. Also, we're always looking to improve. So don't hesitate to email me with any feedback on how we can ask better questions, guests to target, or anything else so we can do to better help you as a founder. My email is adam.odonnell at zendesk.com.